Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 492, and we've got a really great guest, and I've been looking forward to this interview. We've got Ryan Moore from Uncanny Hour. They're an agency that specializes in building websites in the e-learning area with LearnDash, and also got my great co-host Adrian with us. So, Ryan, would you like to give the listeners and viewers a quick introduction? Sure. Yeah. So I'm uh, Ryan Moore. I'm one of the founders of Uncanny Owl. We're a Toronto-based e-learning agency. We do a lot with um, e-learning platform development, specifically with the LearnDash plugin. And we have a number of free and paid plugins available for LearnDash as well as some other plugins. They're great plugins. I use some of them myself. Good. Excellent. Um, Um, Before we go into the main part of the interview, I just want to mention a couple of our great sponsors that really help us uh, um, keep the show going so we can get great guests like Ryan. Um, And our first um, um, sponsor is Kinsta. I've been with Kinsta for about three years now. They only specialise in WordPress hosting, and I personally think they're one of the best hosting providers on the market at the present moment. If you've got a WooCommerce site, an e-learning site for yourself or for a client, you need some better hosting than the bog average that is offered at, offered um, a lot by a lot of other hosting providers. Also, I've noticed when I've gone to other sites for clients, and they're not using Kinsta, I think to myself, I just can't go back to what they're using. I've got used to this really great interface and this really great support that I get from Kinsta, which is the best. And they also use Google technology to provide the hosting, so it's some of the best in the the world, and it's really quick. So it's a win-win. So go over to Kinsta, tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic Show, and you'll be really helping the show. So our second um, sponsor is, um, God, it's, I've gone blank. What is our second sponsor, Adrian? Uh, well, there's usually only two. It's either Kinsta or it's uh, LaunchFlows. LaunchFlows, thank you. <laughs> now, launch, <laughs> LaunchFlows. You can tell he's been doing this for a really long time. <laughs> Don't be cruel. Don't be cruel. I've had a morning. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I'm here. Uh, I've had technical troubles and, I'm, and my eyesight's gone a bit, listeners and viewers. So I've had multiple malfunctions. So, um, oh, tell me again. What's the second Launch sponsor? flows. Launch flows. Launch flows. Um, I've been using launch flows myself. Now, this gets precise what it does. You've got, you've got to use launch flows with WooCommerce and Animator. And with these two free additional products, you can build some really fantastic funnels, sales funnels, not only <clears throat> for your WooCommerce sites, but for anything. And it just makes it really, really easy. And visually, they are you can design anything you're not limited by a rather ugly library you can basically produce whatever kind of visual funnel you want 
is an amazing product. <clears throat> so go over there and use the coupon code WP Tonic Rocks. I repeat that WP Tonic Rocks, and you'll get twenty five percent off their plugin. Right, let's go right into the main part of the interview. So Ryan, so you spent twenty you bring, you spent almost twenty years in the e learning edu- online education. Um, area. So what made you think that there was a good living to be made or good opportunities in choosing open source and particularly um, adding functionality to LearnDash? Sure. So in terms of the history of Uncanny Owl, we got started in 2013. Originally, we were going to go into building courses for people because that's what my partner and I had experience doing. So we started the first couple of months building up a portfolio and we needed a way to showcase it. Again, at the time, we didn't have much WordPress experience. So we built a WordPress site, used LearnDash, which was very new at the time, to showcase the e-learning courses we were building. And nobody cared about our e-learning courses. They cared about how we were delivering them using this new LearnDash system. So Justin at LearnDash featured us a bit and started recommending that people use us. So in the beginning, like we wanted to do more with course development, but all of the interest in our company was around the platform because no one was doing much in that space at the time. So over the first couple of years, like 2014 to 2017, then we just started bringing on people who actually knew what they were doing, some developers, and using them to help us and collaborate with us us on building custom platforms with LearnDash and e-learning. So as that kind of grew and we had more projects behind us, then we had this huge portfolio of code and some really strong ideas about what did work and what didn't work on LearnDash sites. So where the gaps were and how we could fill them in. So originally, we decided we take some of that code, make it a bit more mature and reusable, and we released a free plugin, the Uncanny Learn Dash Toolkit and the repo. Um, and that was, I think it was in 2017. And then a paid add-on to go with it that added more features. So like at the time, it was still about you know 90% consulting, 10% uh, sales from the product that we had. And the product side just kept going. Um, so again, we stopped doing instructional design work. We slowed down on the consulting side and just really focused on the product. So just given the growth of that, it's more just like looking at where we were seeing the revenue, where we were seeing the interest, and it was with LearnDash and with the products we were building. So that's kind of how the the business evolved into what it is now based around LearnDash and some other plugins in the e-learning space. Right. Over to you, Adrian. So you obviously have quite a quite a team over there, uh, yourself and your developers, and you have a, an extensive list of products. So I'm just curious how come that never manifested itself in your own LMS tool, and yet you stick with LearnDash with all of this expertise. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular reason you decided to stick with LearnDash and not just kind of go your own way? There are a lot of reasons. Um, first, LearnDash has the market share and the dedicated team to kind of focus on that product. And like we don't do much with marketing and we're not very good at it. So we can kind of fill in the gaps with LearnDash and we can build things that are maybe more complex or niche than LearnDash could that are optional add-ons. Whereas taking on the entire LMS, it's then we wouldn't have the relationships because right now we have a really good relationship with LearnDash. Mm-hmm. So it, it would kind of mess up our, our products, our current customers that depend on LearnDash. 
um, like for us, it's just been a good fit. Like having one company really focused on the core plugin and then us focused on these extras that will benefit some users, but not all and can do these things that wouldn't necessarily make sense in the core plugin itself. So you've just really found your niche and, and you're happy there. Is really yeah. 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 Although with uh, like we have one product, the Uncanny Automator product that is a bit different and then it's not directly tied to LearnDash. It supports a number of different LMS plugins. So while we are kind of locked into LearnDash, which again, in the LMS space does have the market share, does have the right audience for us, it still lets us diversify a bit and still do a lot more with e-learning and other plugins. So I'm curious, you've, uh, you've seen a bunch of new companies coming in, purchasing your product, and e-learning is like booming right now. I was talking to Chris this morning, yeah. Chris at Lifter LMS, not, not LearnDash. Yep. And he is telling me that it, the last month or so has just been ridiculously busy as people are trying to sort out their lives at home and figure out something to do. I'm curious, uh, are you seeing any trends in new customers and what kinds of projects that they're taking on in the learning space? Yeah, definitely. So there are a couple of things there. Um, certainly in terms of demand, it's way up. Like we kind of have two channels there between consulting work and plugin development. The consulting work, I would say the demand is up, but actual revenues are down. Like there's more people that that need things done, but less capacity to do it and they don't have the budgets either. At the same time, our product sales are up probably around 40% compared to normal. So definitely it's a big increase there. Um, the The interest and demand for blended learning is also significantly higher. What's so blended learning for those who don't know? Like yeah, myself. sure. <laughs> so, so instead of um, you know delivering learning through just one channel, like online or in class, um, it's it's kind of bridging things together. So, especially um, products like Zoom and GoToWebinar, like integration with those to deliver live training online has really surged. Um, like we have seen some growth in that space. We've done some big integrations, but there's definitely more opportunity there. Um, just how to mix self-directed learning with facilitated learning on right now is it's it's a big a big thing that's that's growing a lot at the moment. So anybody who's can can really solve that that integration problem is is going to be very busy. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. We've and I'm, assu I'm assuming you have something going on there right now, if not already. It's it's tricky because like we're not that big a team. There are seven of us full time and two part time. So we wish we were more agile, but at the same time, we've had to do a lot with our Uncanny Automator product over the last month, and not as much as we'd like in other areas. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll see. There, there are some other integration products that we're seeing from other vendors that are interesting, but there's not much that we're doing right now in that space. But something you that's something that you're they're very interested at in looking at in the near future. Yeah, because we've we've done a lot of work in the past with GoToWebinar in particular and integration with LearnDash. Nothing public, but for some of the big consulting clients we have, that's a big thing for them. And for them right now, that's kind of what's keeping them afloat. Um, ones that depended previously on a, a lot of revenue from um, in-person sessions and workshops that are now having to turn online. Just having that capability that we built is allowing them to still maintain a business where they could have been in trouble otherwise. 
Before I throw it over back to Jonathan, I just want to talk about one more point on the on the blended learning thing. I've never heard it put that way before. That's that's interesting. But uh, for my own personal, I, I run a couple of courses. Uh, one of them is called my Certified Partner Course, uh, and it's blended learning. So there's a there's a prerequisite uh, course that takes few hours to go through. And then we have a biweekly certified partner mastermind that that comes after that, which is just a Zoom call that that everybody hops in. Um, I'm curious to know what pers- what if, if there's a percentage, if you have stats on the percentage of people that experience like the success rate of a customer going through kind of like your standard bare bones, just like the the self-taught education through the course or textbook or whatever, versus the success rate of someone who has that blended learning uh, incorporated. Is there a significant, have you seen a significant percentage in increase by adding in that aspect? We don't have numbers. Um, numbers. No, I can't put anything behind that in terms of metrics. No, I I did actually have an interesting call with someone yesterday who is looking at uh, improving engagement. And that's a big part of their strategy going forward is um, putting in more interventions where there are checks and live, live, um, live sessions just to kind of get the user more involved. But we don't have data like we, we don't we can't do the AB comparison. I suppose it would be pretty difficult to 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 put that together. You need a you need a very large sample size. But I was just curious if you've seen a trend maybe in your own courses. Do you, you don't do much in that in that area though anymore? We don't create our own courses. Yeah, we don't. We're always just using other people's courses. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Jonathan. Yeah, I think we'll go for a break. We will come back and we'll discuss with Ryan some amazing. You know, he's got amazing um, amount of experience in the e-learning area. So we're going to delve into some great additional topics. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white-label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. It's all about e-learning and WordPress. So, Ryan... um, what are some of the you know you you worked with quite a few clients? What do you think some of the fundamental a couple of the fundamental mistakes that clients make that you've seen a general pattern when they're looking at building an e-learning course? Um, I don't know about on the course level. Let me talk about at the business level though, because yeah. we definitely see trends yeah. um, in terms of the success and viability of a business, like. We've done a few hundred projects with clients um, directly now, consulting projects. The ones that tend to do well are the ones that have a very clear plan and proven track record. So we get a lot of people that come to us and say, I have this really great idea. Um, I know this is going to work. I'm expecting 10,000 students. And as soon as I see that and, and just like they have the high level requirements, but they have no data behind it. As soon as I see that, then I know the project is not going to work. Like it's, it's not going to be someone that we take on. Um, so like the the best projects and the, the businesses that really do well, like they've identified, 
this gap. They know the opportunities there. They've already talked to customers. They have a clear plan for implementation. They have the budget in place. Like they already know it's going to work, basically, um, because they've they've done the research and they've talked to their customers. So, like that's the biggest thing that we see is that they they have this proven need. They've identified the problem and they they know how to solve it. They come in with strong ideas. So that's interesting. You said a realistic budget in two o. 20 and that's a difficult question but what do you think kind of if you're launching a course the first time but you've got the signs that you know what you're doing what do you think is a realistic budget that is really broad because on our side too we're only looking at the platform we're not looking at course development course development can be huge and, I'm, looking and for, I'm looking for a very very you know rough number you know yeah, so like even in terms of rough numbers, like people are turning to a lot of times like a WordPress LMS or LearnDash or something in that space because they want something simpler and faster. Um, so the authoring, like if, if we're talking about the authoring first, then, you know, maybe they can spend only 25 hours or something per hour of content getting something out. Whereas you're authoring, authoring with something like Captivate, Storyline, Lectora, which are popular e-learning authoring tools, and it can be, you know, 150 hours per hour of content. So it, you can speed up development that way, but still, like, a realistic time is, it's still pretty high. Like, you can be looking at well over 50 hours per hour yeah. of online content. Then on the platform side, like, again, you don't have our, a business just by installing an LMS. <laughs> no, you definitely do not. And then on, on our side, like when we're looking at platforms, like our, our audience, like we only take projects on that are extremely complex. So they tend to have big budgets anyway. Like generally when we're looking, even if we're looking at um, developers with maybe less experience, they're offshore or something like that, we would still still see kind of custom LearnDash or Lifter or whatever sites start at maybe around 5,000 USD yeah. is kind of the budget that we'd expect. Yeah, at least, yeah. But, um, but yeah. What, they, what they don't understand is the amount of hours. And really, what's a really red flag is when they want what I call, they want to build out these war and peace multi um multi-courses and they want to they want to put in a like 20 lessons and they want to do this because they they think that provides value um but what they have no conception of the amount of hours they're going to have to put in so it's best to look for a small initial course isn't it it is definitely yeah like I think speed to market is really important too. So if you can get something live and get a course in there and start attracting customers, it's it's going to help out compared to doing everything at once and having delays and scope creep and never getting off the ground for sure. It's also speed to speed to result. Like if you have like as Jonathan mentioned, war and peace, and your thing is like twenty five lessons, and each lesson is like three hours. Yeah. Then it's then the total amount of time is one hundred and fifty hours for or is it. I don't know, 75 hours or whatever it is for the actual customer to actually experience any sort of transformative results. So if you're if you're spending all of that time on that course and all that content, if, if, if the customer doesn't, especially in a B2C market, in a business to customer market, if the customer isn't receiving value within like the first like two or three lessons that you've, you've already lost like potential revenue going forward because they're just going to abandon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the other thing is unrealistic timelines. Let's say 
um, your first course, you've got one course with 12 lessons and it's your first attempt at this. What, what, do you, what would your advice be a realistic timeline from an initial um, conceptual idea to actually having a live website that can take revenue? Um, generally speaking, like if there's an element of customization to the platform, so there is a developer behind it as, as well as say there's a dedicated instructional designer or it's the person authoring the course themselves, like minimum time we'd see is still four weeks. Um, but there are tons of projects we do that they've just gone on for years. Um, so it's, we have a lot of customers where I would say they, they do underestimate what it's going to take and they do bite off more than they can chew. Um, because it's, it's very common with e-learning projects that we see for just for the platform to be ready way too soon for the content. And, and then they get kind of out of sync and it's anyway, it's, it's, I think it's hard for people that are just doing for this, this for the first time to plan what it's going to take and the time it's, it's going to take. Um, and it's it's a lot, and um, yeah, we, we do see things go over. I think I I personally think you know if you just got one course, twelve lessons, mm-hmm. and you got somebody you got somebody like yourselves, or you got WP Tonic advising you, um, three you know three months. It seems a lot of time, but you, from beginning to end, you'd be lucky to get it all done in three months. I, but I think that is achievable. It, it it is it is um, like for non consulting projects like we do have um, another product called Uncanny LP which is basically like a pre built LearnDash platform that people mm-hmm. can jump into. Um, when we see go into that, people go into that. So this is like taking the platform development outside, like so excluding that since it's already done except for some design work. Like even then, I think the minimum time we've had for people to take the site live and that's with the platform being ready is is four weeks for for us when we were still doing a fair bit of consulting like average project time was about three months if it was any more than about four months then we divided into multiple phases and try to go live after the first one and then tackle some of the more complex functionality later on so that at least something was out there and they could do something with it because you really you know um, even if you've got um, in, uh, quite a bit of industry experience, it's nothing like getting those first group of students in to learn about the areas that you've got to really improve, is there? Yeah, definitely. And the, the testing is important. I think that's overlooked too. You kind of mentioned that. Um, we don't see enough e-learning sites that do significant user testing before they launch to the public. And it can be a huge hugely valuable source of information, just getting feedback from people that can provide it and just making sure nothing's broken. It makes sense. It flows well. There's enough um, engagement, like facilitator intervention where there needs to be. Um, so, so yeah, it's not even just getting it out the door. It's making sure that you launch with something that's usable and that people find value in. Over to you, Adrian. Um, just before we started talking about the, you, you mentioned that you don't work with anybody who comes in and says, I'm expecting 10,000 students and I want this up by the end of the week and I have this great idea. I think, do you, do you think that COVID has kind of brought those people out of the woodwork and that's where a lot of the surge is coming from? Because all of the, all of the dreamers are essentially getting online because they have nothing better to do. Is, is, that, is they, that the they, surge? 
yeah, they they are. Um, at the same time, we are a bit of an anomaly because, like, even though we have contact forms on our site, we have like big warnings saying we are not taking on new projects. Please do not contact us. People still do. We still get like one or two a day. Um, but from what I'm seeing, like LearnDash has a very active Facebook group. So what I'm seeing there, as well as from the inquiries that do come in, is that yes, there's way more interest in people thinking they can do something now they have the time at the same time like people that are actually doing development so competent learn dash lifter and other developers they're really strained right now so typically even when we weren't taking on projects we would refer them out but then i'm seeing like from those people please don't refer anything else out we don't have capacity so it's just like there are too many people that want to do this and like a lot of them do have really great ideas and and a vision for it but there aren't enough developers right now um so yeah the the demand is way up and the capacity is just not there right now either so what's oh. the is there is there a is there an opportunity or a solution or are we just gonna have to wait it out uh, right now we are waiting it out. Like it's back when we started doing a lot of work with LearnDash, we were one of the only ones in the space. There was us and, and really a company in, in India called Wisdom Labs that were kind of the, the bigger players in um, LearnDash consulting. Whereas now there, there are hundreds, there are hundreds that are offering these services. So it's still growing. And I think the growth is good. It's there to meet demand. Um, it's definitely harder to assess how to, find a good developer right now and just of the the ones that we know that are good it's their their time is very limited is well, the search temporary um i think it might be yeah i don't know we'll we'll see if there's a general shift um it's it's hard to say like everyone's clamoring for it right now but if things change like in august september i think demand will go down a bit yes all the dreamers will go back to doing whatever they were doing before. I think a lot of them are going to be disappointed and disheartened right now just because it's it's hard to find the support that they need. Mm -hmm. So I think that is going to turn some people away. Um, like I think, again, capacity will grow, but I don't know if it'll be enough. And yeah, once things do return a bit more to normal, I think it'll it'll go down. Like I'm not expecting our sales in particular to be this high um, through the summer through September, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will. Um, <clears throat> so we've got, we've got, we're about 25 minutes into the interview. Um, I think we'll wrap it up and we go on to bonus content. You're right staying on for another 10, 15 minutes, Ryan? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, That's anytime great. you want. So Ryan, what's the best way for people to contact you, find out more about you, your company and your services? Sure. If anyone wants to find out more about our plugins or products, the best way to contact us is you can visit our websites on cannyowl.com and automatorplugin.com or send an email to support at uncannyowl.com. Oh, that's great. And Adrian, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? I think you've got a new version coming up as well of Ground Dog, haven't you? Yeah, I do. 2.2 is on its way and uh, we've completely overhauled uh, our reporting dashboard that will rival even the most comprehensive of software as a service. Yeah, you've done it. I saw you on Facebook. Carl, so we're really excited for that. Lots of data to look at and some some 
serious actionable insight into the way that your email marketing performs, which can seriously help you if you are in the process of building a learning management platform and you're trying to, uh, to keep people engaged with your content as well as get new people uh, engage with your content. We can certainly help with that. Go to Groundhog with 2Gs.io. We actually have a course dedicated to marketing strategies for learning management companies. Uh, and that's available at academy.groundhog with 2Gs.io. Um, I'm going to be asking um, Ryan what he thinks of the SaaS competition like Kajabi and a couple of the others. Are they they try and sell themselves as being a lot easier than WordPress, are they? And also I'm going to be asking him what he, in the next year, what does he see as some leading trends in the e-learning area? I've got some opinions. Mm -hmm. So they're going to, what I'm going to, a couple of questions I'm going to be asking Ryan. Um, We'll be back next week with a more healthier version of me and um, hopefully less, technical trouble um thanks for my thanks for my co-host agent he's been a blast he's helped me out this morning ryan's been forgivable uh, um but i think we've covered some interesting topics we'll be back next week with another fantastic guest we'll see you soon folks bye thanks for listening to the wp tonic podcast the podcast that gives you a dose of wordpress medicine twice a week 